welcome to Keys to the Culture podcast. It's your hostess with the most, is Maisha, and this is a place where we celebrate Black creatives and innovators who shape the culture around us and bring relevance to the creator economy one post at a time. So in other words, we're rooting for everybody Black. So what is the creator economy? The creator economy is the economy. It is where people of all kinds use their talents and skills to build businesses, brands, and go viral and making that cash. So ask yourself, why am I not making any money? But here we like to celebrate amazing people who are doing amazing things, and we call them culture change makers. And today's culture change maker is the National Urban League, which was founded in 1910 to bring resources, activism, and to help the black community thrive in so many, many different different ways. So today we have someone who is not only someone who's making an impact in the city of Los Angeles, but she is a change maker. So I'm gonna read my card on her because she got a long list of things that she does. So Roxy Frank of The Source LA, she's a CEO and she's the epitome of a self-made entrepreneur, influencer, community leader, mother, and a woman who is doing amazing things. She's a serial entrepreneur. She's dedicated to uplifting and repositioning the people of her community through healthcare, jobs, resources, and opportunities. Welcome to the show, Roxy. Thank you for having me. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. And I'm gonna ask you a question before we begin. Sure. When did you know that black, black creativity was the culture? Man, in corporate spaces. Ooh. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Well, so working in corporate America, mm -hmm. I learned the influence that I brought to the company. Yes. And so I feel like once I came in and I brought my little twist and gave my little add-in, I saw a big change in the company. So. Yes. And I worked in corporate America, too. Mm -hmm. So I was in corporate America for like 16 years. Sure. And then I got freed. <laughs> and I went on my entrepreneur journey. Yeah. So there's been a huge shift from corporate life to entrepreneurship. But let's start at the beginning. Sure. Let's talk about your origin story. So how did you get started? Man, so I am a formerly single homeless mother. Come on. And I was going through a really, really, really rough patch. Yeah. Was unable to, um, after being put out, I was mm -hmm. unable to get employment. I was unable oh. to get a, you know, find a place to live. Mm -hmm. I was struggling with childcare. I did not understand mm -hmm. the childcare crisis until I was going through it myself. And I really wasn't understanding why nobody would hire me. Yeah. You know, and so once I was able to get my foot into the door and start working, mm -hmm. um, I realized I needed a better job to sustain everything. And then from there, I just wanted to, like, you know, help people. Yeah. So um, as a recruiter um, mm -hmm. in, for a Fortune 500 company, I realized why a lot of people weren't, you know, coming back or I was mm -hmm. being ghosted and whatnot. And so after kind of, like, talking to these people, it's like I didn't have a babysitter or I didn't have a car or this is what I'm going through. Yeah. So I noticed a lot of people were really open with telling me why they couldn't make it to the interview or yeah. why I never heard back from them. And I'm like, well, just come on in. Let's talk about it. You know, yeah. maybe I can find you some resources and help you. And so my numbers changed, obviously, mm -hmm. at work. And, you know, my bosses were like, well, what are you doing? You know, tell me a little bit about what you're doing. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm providing these resources since I utilize these resources. Yeah. And, you know, after being there for so long, my boss was like, why don't you do your own thing? Hello. And I was like, you're right. You yeah. Know? So it was very encouraging. So that's kind of how it started. That's crazy. It's yeah. just like you're in the business of helping other people thrive. Mm -hmm. 
So was you always had this kind of inkling to be an entrepreneur or is that something that just naturally progressed? I'm gonna be honest with you, I've always had jobs, mm -hmm. multiple jobs. So um, there was m many times that I'm having like three or four jobs at a time. Wow. And so I didn't really understand what an entrepreneur was. I was like, that's scary, I can't do that. I have a <laughs> mouth to feed right. and I can't just really base my life on, I may or may not get paid. Yeah. I need that security blanket. And so working in that corporate space, mm -hmm. I was given the opportunity to do sales while still keeping my job. Wow. And so I kind of transitioned really slowly. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, man, why didn't I do this like sooner? Yeah. You know? And so once I got a taste of it, I was mm -hmm. really addicted. And you know, working for an insurance company, I really learned how to structure my business, what that looks mm -hmm. like, how to manage clients. And so that really kind of gave me like a roadmap. Yeah. Did yeah. you feel like it was um, successful when you first started? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Let's talk about that because a lot of entrepreneurs, it, it can be scary. It's yeah. like a roller coaster. It's up sure. and down. And sometimes when you first started out, you're like, oh, I'm going to make this amount of money. And then, and then you just like, yeah, I got zero amount in my bank account. That happened to me. So like for you, what was kind of like the pitfalls that happened before you reached that success? Sure. So what I will say this is, um, I had a really great leader that encouraged yeah. and motivated me. So I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that sometimes. Yes. Sometimes your family isn't supportive or your partner isn't supportive Come or maybe on. your friends aren't supportive. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really have the drive that, you yeah. know, I had. So I had a cheerleader, you know, I had, we would have these Monday morning meetings and we would That's like beautiful. hoorah and you know what I'm saying? And it would motivate me. I would also mm -hmm. listen to Nip like on, on Okay, the way come on now. <laughs> Let's talk about Nipsey. Yeah, I would listen to him on the way to my meetings. Mm -hmm. But see, one thing that I can say is uh, when it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's horrible. Yeah. Right. And so I remember closing all these deals and making all this money. And then I remember, um, people not paying their bills so I had to pay all that money back mm. <laughs> and it was very very discouraging for me yeah you know and so um and that could probably apply to many people right yeah, like when, yeah. You, when your sales are low and you're not able to like pay the rent when that's your sole you know uh source of income it can yep. be very discouraging yeah I've you know been there yeah. I've been there. Them bills start piling up, Girl. and you don't have nobody to call. No. You're like, wait, let me try to call somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and then you start that. taking out loans, and then you got to pay those back and things like that. And so you just kind of fall in a, in a deeper hole. And then I feel like yeah. at that point, you are now in a yeah. state of depression. You mm -hmm. know? And so one of the things that I always tell people, I, I will never tell anybody to quit their job. Right, I, I will exactly. say, listen, do part-time, do something, have something on the side until yep. everything is up and running. And then there are some people that I'm like, you got to quit that job and just do it full, full, yeah. full throttle. So it really kind of just depends on where you are mentally, emotionally, yeah. you know, are you ready? Yeah. You know? What about like mental health with entrepreneurship? And you kind of touched on that too. Sure. Um, and we, we see entrepreneurs and we have this hustle mentality, like we got to hustle, we got to go out and get it. And then you look, you, you look up and you're right. like, wow, I didn't take a vacation for like a year. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any like self-care days and mm -hmm. it starts to weigh on you and that's when that depression comes in. So for you, how do you kind of balance that? Because you got a lot of stuff that's going on, positive, some great things, yeah. but what are some things that you do just to keep yourself like mentally checked? So let me just start off and say this. I did not take a vacation until 2021. I have been working since I was Wait. like 16 or 17 years old and I have not had a vacation until like 2021. Oh my God. Yeah. 
So this is like a recent thing, like that I really just been like Sheesh. taking time off and really mm-hmm. just, you know, um, taking the kids somewhere yeah. or you know going on a little vacation. Yeah. But before then, I felt like I, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I needed to keep working. I needed to keep going. You know, um, which I don't recommend, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cause yeah. I, I mean, for myself, I, I just recently just scheduled a vacation. Yeah. Because I've been working nonstop for the past three years during the pandemic. Sure. I was just keep going because I lost my corporate job during that time and I had to go into full-time entrepreneur entrepreneurship but luckily I was already doing something on the side but like you said like balance and your your day job can be your stepping stone so it can set you up for whatever you need for your business I use money to fund my business so I think that's a great thing too just kind of keeping yourself balanced and in check but the source LA like it came from your heart mm-hmm. to help other people. You have a passion for doing that. Right. And you provide so many resources for right. people in the city of L.A. So with The Source L.A., how has your life changed by building this brand? Oh, my gosh. It's changed drastically. I feel like every time I blink, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, like, super busy to just kind of piggyback on yeah. what you said. Like, having a calendar, sticking mm-hmm. to my calendar, scheduling those days off. There's days where I'm like, I tell my husband, I'm going to be in the bed. I'm not doing nothing today. He'd be like, <laughs> yes, do that, you know. Same yeah. thing with my son. He'll be like, oh, just go for yeah. a walk or something like that. So um, it, it's a lot. And it's a yeah. lot going on, but you know, for all the entrepreneurs out there, schedule everything. You mm-hmm. need your calendar. <laughs> Period. Like for the Source LA, like I see you going so many places with the yeah. Source LA. I feel like it's gonna branch out even more. But you do have so many different um, entities, entities yeah. within the Source LA. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about those. Let's go down the line. Let's talk about all that the Source LA does sure. and all the different branches of the Source LA. So the Source LA itself is like, you know, the main hub, right? It's Mm -hmm. everything. I post everything in one place. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, as you can see, I post all day, every day. day. So it just, it never stops, Mm -hmm. right? People send me stuff, email me stuff, text me stuff. So it's like a constant thing. So that's like the the main page. Then we have the Source LA listings. Mm -hmm. So with me being formerly homeless, I'm really passionate about like letting people know this is, you know, the affordable areas. These are the, you know, uh, rooms for rent. Are you ready to buy wow. a home? Just so that that page specifically is dedicated to housing. Yeah. Then from the housing, we also have the reentry, the reentry page, and that's wow. for if you were formerly incarcerated, formerly homeless, whatever you are reentering back into society. Then we have the Source LA Youth, where I try to mm. post everything youth, whether it's like a camp, a event jobs wow anything you know activations and then what i'm still trying to work on is the tech portion Mm -hmm. so you know uh, everyone's getting into tech right now they want to do tech jobs i worked for a tech company a tech cannabis company not Mm -hmm. too long ago learned a lot you know and it's it's a very profitable industry and so i thought let's add that in and then we have the foundation because the Source LA is not a bank. I don't know why people think that I'm a bank. <laughs> I don't have any money. So um, right. the, the foundation was created so that way we can, um, you know, get donors and sponsors wow. and have help for people that need help with their rent and stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> so with all of that going on, do you have a team? I do actually have a team. Okay. It's family owned. 
owned. Okay, so perfect. So my son, my sister, and my husband as of right now. Wow, so, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that, y'all, to yeah. have your family involved as you grow. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. It's really important to have a solid team when yeah. you're in business. So Absolutely. let's talk about how important that is because right. a lot of people, they just go out, I'm going to start a business, and they just go for it, mm -hmm. and they move too fast, maybe they grow fast, sure. and they don't have the capacity to serve their customers. Sure. So how important it is to have like a really solid team? It's very important because I ran it by myself since 2016 up until a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So it was I was a one person, you know, team and it was very overwhelming. I yeah. believe that when my sister actually transitioned in to help me, I was having like a I needed a mental health break. I was wow. just like snappy and like upset because I felt like people didn't understand I was human and they needed all these things and so I was just like I called my sister and I was like I need help. This yeah. is becoming very overwhelming. I'm a caseworker. I'm a social worker. I'm a therapist. Oh my like, God. It's so many different people that come to me for different things that if I'm constantly pouring every single day, all day, to mm -hmm. other people, mm -hmm. I'm going to be empty by the end of the day. I won't have anything left for my husband, my son, anybody. Yeah. So um, they see that and they kind of jumped in and was like, okay, well, what do you need? I'm going to help you out. You know, uh, my husband works in reentry uh, oh, services. Perfect. And so perfect. he's like, I got you in this area. And then my sister, she's like the back end. She does mm. all like uh, graphics, websites, anything, wow. one sheets, anything. Like she's like the digital oh, I need queen. to tap in. You do. She's amazing. Yeah. And then my son, you know, I'm trying to get him to be a leader. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I'm like, you're popular. A lot of kids know who you are. Set the example. So he yeah. goes with me to events and stuff like that. Okay, influencer. First he was just kind of like, Mom, I don't want to go. <laughs> then he was like, Mom, when's the next event? And you oh, know, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a little influencer. Girl. <laughs> You're an influencer as well. You're a different type of influencer. It's not like I'm a beauty influencer no. or fashion influencer, even though you do hey, listen, dress I will, up, honey. I will take it. She puts I it on. It. <laughs> yes, and I love it because every time I see you, you look good. Thank okay, you. period. Thank you. Thank you. So I believe that you are an influencer from a community leader standpoint. Um, and you do so much in a community. Yeah. What are some things that the Source LA, um, and, and as you as a brand, have mm -hmm. done within the community? different partnerships that you have created as well. Sure, so I work with mm -hmm. over like 200 nonprofit organizations directly. 200. Yeah, so a lot. Of, some of the stuff I don't post, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not a really big fan of like posting on Skid Row and things mm -hmm. like that, yeah. or like if I've gifted something to somebody, I don't really wanna announce mm -hmm. it. So a lot of that stuff I don't share because I don't, you know, I remember a long time ago, I helped someone connect with someone that got them groceries or something like that mm -hmm. and they posted it and then they messaged me like can you please take it down you have a lot of followers and oh, I was just like oh my gosh I felt wow. horrible and so I was like there's just some things that I just will not post mm -hmm. but turkey giveaways Christmas tree giveaways um backpack school backpack giveaways we partnered mm -hmm. with it's bigger than us and they yes. did this huge activation at the Crenshaw Mall oh yeah so that so was yes. like really big and then they did a Christmas thing as well where they gave out I don't know if it was 10,000 toys, don't quote me, oh, wow. but it was a lot of toys that they gave out and there was activations. Beautiful. Um, there's just so many different things that, you know, sometimes they either want to partner, they're like, hey, can you come out? Or hey, can you please share this? Or hey, do you have someone that can partner with me on this? Or if they have a specific need, then mm. we just try to, you know. That's beautiful. Yeah, because the city of LA 
there's a lot of nonprofits yeah. out here yeah. and a lot of people need resources. So just you kind of being that plug mm -hmm. is what everybody search for. Cause I'm always on the source LA and I'll send stuff to friends all the mm -hmm. time or even things that I've had. You, you reposted it yeah. and you was like, yeah, let me just, uh, repost yeah, it. People need to see it or hear right. it or know about it or mm -hmm. show up to it or be exactly. involved with it, you know? So yeah. how important it is for you to support other people as well. Like even small businesses, sure. you are very, very supportive. So how important is that to you? Man, so when the pandemic hit is mm -hmm. when actually the Source LA act blew up, so mm -hmm. to speak. And so, um, and when it when it first hit, a lot of businesses were struggling. Nobody had, you know, wanted to spend money. People couldn't go outside. A lot of people were sick. And so I felt like that was an opportunity for me yeah. to be like, hey, you can go here for this or here for that, or just highlight businesses. And it really mm -hmm. became a thing, you know. And so um, I realized that all the support that I gave out, I'm getting it in return, yeah. you know, and I get it daily. I get it Absolutely. all the time, and I feel like that's really big. That's you know? beautiful. So, yeah, because yeah, you've been, um, I think you just got an award from the gathering spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did that feel to receive an honor from the gathering spot? So what exactly was the honor, and how did it make you feel to oh, be recognized? Man. When I got the email, I was just like freaking out, kind yeah. of. You know, I feel like I was like, oh my god, like this is so amazing. Like yeah. I became a member not too long ago, mm -hmm. and so um, what's naturally in me is like when I joined, I was telling all my friends, "You guys gotta join. You guys gotta come check out the space. The space is amazing." I think like thirty people signed up. Yeah, and a lot of people that were coming were like, "Hey, yo, Roxy sent me, or the Source LA sent me," and so um, I got the email and I was just like, "Oh my gosh," you know. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really, I was like, okay, well maybe it's because they see like what I'm doing. It was the CARES Award. Yeah. And I was very nervous. I had to speak and you know, it, it was it was awesome. I it was know, awesome. I seen it and, and yes, I'm a member of the Gathering Spot. <laughs> yes. So, shameless plug. So I was like, oh my God, like they honored Roxy and that was yeah. such a beautiful moment to see because it's well deserved. Thank you. You do so much. Like I think people they look, y'all underestimating how much she does in the community and what yeah. you do. And it's not from a selfish standpoint. Yeah. It's just really a beautiful thing to help other people. And you recently um is partnering with the Black Black Professionals Network. Correct. So let's talk about that a little bit. So what's going on with that? Man, that kind of just fell in my lap, to be completely yes. honest with you. So um, I have a business partner. Her name mm -hmm. is Nakea Carter. She mm -hmm. is a real estate broker. And so um, she pitched me the organization and told me all about it. Mm. It you know, started in Miami yes. under the CEO, Kanasha Paul. And mm -hmm. then they were opening up a Chicago chapter and they wanted Beautiful. to open an L.A. chapter. And when she first came to me about it, I was just like, girl, I'm doing so many things right now. I just don't know, like, if I wow. could be a part of something else, something new. But once I started doing my research and I got on a call with the CEO and with Micaiah, um, I learned a little bit more about yeah. what the Black Professionals Network truly is. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, this really aligns with what I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to provide a safe space for black professionals and the resources and the events and um, all that, you know, stuff. I was just like, oh, this, this will work. <laughs> this will yeah. work out. And so we launched that. Nikkei is the president currently. Beautiful. I'm the vice president. And um, we have monthly mixers every Thursday. Mm -hmm. We have a newsletter. We do email blasts. We have a job board. 
that you know if when you become a member you can be a part of that and have access to that and so I was just like this is great Mm -hmm. this is awesome it's woman-owned organization and right now all of the leaders are black women come on yes honey I love it yeah you know that's that's what I live for I live for black women in power positions are doing amazing things and with the black professionals network Mm -hmm. um you have the mixers have you noticed any um, relationships being fostered in those mixers? Because yeah. a lot of people in LA, when we think of mixers sure. or you know, networking events, you know, people standing in one corner and they stand on the other side and no one's really talking. Sure. And there's a por- importance of community sure. in those situations, yeah. So I make people talk. So okay. when we first started off, it was you know, kind of small. You know, we were kind of trying to get the name out mm-hmm. there. It was small enough for everyone to introduce themselves and let you know everyone in the room know who they are and what they did and so i said we're going to do this piece so that you can figure out who it is that you want to talk to once we're done yeah Um, we also have icebreakers that we do that force you to walk up to someone because we do like a bingo Mm -hmm. um so i haven't seen people standing around i see a lot of people engaging i'm also happy to say every time we have a mixer it's always new people maybe two or three same people will show up but for the most part it's always a new you know we use we try to use a new venue Mm -hmm. and then we mostly see new faces so it's really wow yeah listen that's so dope yeah. Like we really need those networking events in the city of LA cuz sure. I feel like it's it's just everyone just come to LA it's like party Hollywood yeah. but there's a a huge network of people in business mm-hmm. that definitely need to connect and sure. that's why I love you to have you guys on the show. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're also the VP of the nonprofit, the nonprofit plug. plug. Yes. Let's talk about the nonprofit plug. Yes. Well, before we transition to that, yes. I, did, I forgot to mention that the Black Professionals Network does do a huge conference in Miami every year. And I went, me and my husband went last year with the president, Nakia Carter. And it was amazing. They had it at wow. the Hard Rock Cafe. Pinky Cole was a guest speaker. Oh, my God. It I love was, Pinky. It was the bomb. Okay. I love, okay. <laughs> okay, I love Pinky. Love to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, so with the nonprofit profit plug, mm-hmm. so how did that relationship foster mm-hmm. and what exactly do you do? Sure. So I actually met the CEO, Sharon Elephant, mm-hmm. at a women in business mixer. So I was invited to a mixer that said, do not bring a plus one. Come by yourself because you need to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified. I oh was like, my God. what am I getting myself into? Like, it's going to be weird. What time. if nobody talks to me, you know? <laughs> But it was awesome because, mm-hmm. again, there was icebreakers that forced us all to talk and mingle. I ended up meeting her, and I thought she was really dope. Started yeah. following her on social media because of the work. She's a great speaker, by the way. Yeah. Um, she, I, was, I was captivated. I was like, oh, this girl. Right, 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 right. You know? And so we connected, and I learned mm-hmm. about her organization and what she does. And mm-hmm. she's basically a one-stop shop for all your nonprofit needs. Wow. Whether you want to get started, whether you need compliance, do you need funding, all of that good stuff. And so... With me being the source in LA, right, and all these people wanting to partner with me and coming to me and sharing their ideas, their dreams, mm-hmm. their goals, all of that stuff, they're not registered businesses. Come on. They're not, their paperwork isn't in order. So I was like, oh, it would be really cool for us to come together and do workshops and things like that to mm-hmm. let the community know this is what you need to do so that you can get funding, right? Because all these GoFundMes and raising money and stuff, yeah. like, you, you can get grants. You know that, right? Like, yeah. So that's how that relationship came together. And mm-hmm. it's just been, been 
going since. I love that because a lot of people, like you said, they don't have their business entities registered. Mm -hmm. And when you're going into business, there's so many different steps that you need to take on right. the back end right. before you even start promoting online. So yeah. even with my clients, it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, did you file your business entity? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that first. Right. Um, so with these workshops, um, how beneficial are these workshops to small businesses in particular? Sure. Because there's so many businesses that have been around for years and some of them still don't have their, um, their P&L statements. They don't, <laughs> Let me tell you. They don't understand the importance of invoices. So yeah. let's talk about that. So sh we do like entry level mm -hmm. workshops and then we do like, you know, the middle workshops where mm -hmm. it's like, maybe you think you know everything, but let me see, let me see what you miss. And then yeah. it's like, okay, let me show you how to leverage your nonprofit to get a property. Yeah. So it's just, it kind of like, you know, it's, it's so many different levels, but we had an event at the gathering spot actually. We mm -hmm. hosted nonprofit one on one, the basics. Whoa. I was really shocked, but there was people there writing things down. They came with their notepads and they were ready. The room was full. It was the Beautiful. upper level. And um I felt like we got a really good feedback from it and people mm -hmm. were taking notes and people were also connecting and there were several connections and consultations booked after that. So Hey, it's your girl Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so I need to learn more about that when yeah. that comes around. Because um, I know a lot of people who's trying to, you know, start nonprofits or trying to start a business. Sure. I usually help for for-profit, but the nonprofit sector, that is not me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my jam. Sure. I can give you some advice or send you to someone else, but mm -hmm. there's a huge, like, network of people who definitely need assistance in that. Absolutely. And the small businesses in particular in L.A., yes. like, just kind of helping them with, there's so many different programs that they don't even know about. Exactly. So include, besides yours, mm -hmm. um, what other organizations um, can help them starting and also raising funds? Um, I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know of any, to be yeah. honest with you. Okay. Um, as in the nonprofit space or just, or just in general? Just nonprofit, for-profit. You know, honestly, I do get a lot of consultants hitting me up because they want to mm -hmm. advertise and do marketing on the page. Yeah. Um, but there's like an intake process, right? Like, I got to know who oh, you absolutely. are, what you do, how long have you been in business and stuff like that and kind of get some like background about you. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's consultants out there, but I yeah. haven't run into another business. Yeah. yeah, there's there's um there's a, a, a different organizations in LA like mm -hmm. Pace. Okay. Pace is a great organization. Um and they help people get ready for businesses too. They have programs, but in particular funding. Mm -hmm. So people who want to raise funds for their businesses, mm -hmm. that is one great source. I know a lot of them, you're not gonna get advertising on here, but <laughs> there's <laughs> there is a, a lot there of is them. an organization I just signed up with. I think I seen them through you. Probably. Forgive me because I don't remember the name, but they help with uh, 
government contracting. Okay. They help with um, like becoming a woman-owned business, a black-owned mm-hmm. business. So I, I believe I know them through you. Probably. I, you posted them before, and I actually just oh, registered. Oh, I know who you're talking you know about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just registered for the, you know, the, the contracting piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to give y'all a plug. Vermont Slauson Economic Development Corporation. There we go. There we go. <laughs> VSCDC. Yes. So um, I've actually worked with VSCDC. I've worked with the Best Buy Teen Tech Center as well. So there's a lot of resources for small businesses, yeah. women-owned businesses. Right. And they're giving out grants. They partner with so many amazing Mm -hmm. people. Um, And even fostering relationships, that'd be a great relationship for you to get involved with them um, because they're doing a lot of stuff in the community too. And nobody knows all about it. I know. So I like to try it out for myself and go through the process so that I can see everything is everything before I go ham. Come on now. And I met this guy on the Zoom and he was awesome. So, so far, so good. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. So you in business and being a mother... Mm -hmm. And how has that really um, helped your relationship grow with your son, too? Mm-hmm. you like, showing him what entrepreneurship looks like. Sure. So some days it's like I'm excited, and then some days I'm punching air because he's a teenager. Yeah. Right? So it's like I don't want to do that. Or, you know, th- I know that what I want to do and it, it's this. <laughs> and I don't want to go to college. I don't want debt. And it's like, what are you where are you getting this from? Oh my you God! Know? For the most part, it's it. I feel like it's inspiring for him because he's just like, wow, like you really created this thing, and like people know you because of it, and you're yeah. making money from it, making and money. you don't have to have a job. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of seeing um, firsthand that you can build an empire and you can work for yourself. I wasn't Absolutely. taught that. I was taught to go to school, get a job, and that was it. So yep. I'm kind of showing him another aspect and. Mm-hmm. I love it, but at the same time, this boy thinks he's going to be a millionaire. And I'm like, you got to uh, He going to be a millionaire, y'all. <laughs> no, like right now. He's like, oh, oh. yeah, I'm, I don't need to go to school. I'm just going to be a millionaire. Oh, like, my God. got to do the work. Got to do the know? work, man. Yeah. And social media, because this is a creator's podcast, and you have grown so much on social media, sure. just as a personal brand and also on your branded pages. Sure. So what are some key tips and tools that you can give people on how they can grow as well mm-hmm. as a brand? Man, keeping up with what's going on in the world mm-hmm. because what's going on in the world, no matter what it is, it's going to impact your business in some oh, way, yeah. shape, or fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Always verifying your information before you put it out. Hello. Putting out the wrong information could really mess you up and it can tarnish who you are, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then like kind of like what I said, as far as I like to go through a process or do business with someone myself to see their process before I could be like, this is what you guys should do. Yeah. You know? Also, be consistent. Mm-hmm. If you're consistent with whatever it is that you're doing on social media, I feel like eventually yes. people are going to see you. You know yes. what I'm saying? And so I remember when I had 5,000 followers, nobody wanted to partner <laughs> with me, okay? You were okay. leaving me on read. Period. Yeah. Now I have 80,000 followers, and those very people are in my DMs. Coming back. It's like, hey, let's partner, you know? It's like, oh, you got those 7,000 followers mm-hmm. now, you know? But, you know. Yeah. So, like, what consistency, because... Consistency can mean different things for people. Sure. That can be posting every day, mm-hmm. or that can be just finding your niche and posting that type of content. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to you, consistency? Well, I feel like you have to find what type of content. And you're so, it like, for an example, with me, I was in the beginning posting a lot of flyers. Yeah. Right? And that was working for a while. Mm-hmm. And people wasn't reading. 
So then I had to make videos. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. that that goes back to staying in tune with what's what's happening so that you know which way to go. Um, What I mean by being consistent is learning your craft, studying whatever it is that you're doing, um, constantly elevating, right? Because the world is changing rapidly so much. You know, everyone's doing TikToks now. You know, are you implementing TikToks in your content? You know, like, what are you doing different? Uh, you see what this person is doing to go viral, not saying do exactly that, but right. look into the things that you can do Absolutely. to be on the same page. Yeah, and I yeah. love that. And it's something you always say is collaboration over competition. Yeah. So no let's talk reason. about that. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? You can't beat them, join them. <laughs> you know, yes. I feel like you, you can't do everything. You're not going to be good at everything. Hello. You know, I there's a lot of things that I feel like I can still grow in. And, you know, that's why I partner with, for an example, Sharon. Like I just said, yes. she's an amazing speaker. This, yes. She can work the room, the stage, everything. Beautiful. And I'm like, teach me. Teach me. Teach me. And so she's like, okay, we're going to start doing things together. So that way you could feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Collab yes. with the person, you know, two heads is always better than one. And I feel like, you know, if you want to go far, you need to build a team. If you want to, you know, go fast and you do it by yourself, okay. Oh, but absolutely. I mean, why not have the support, you know? Absolutely. And I really agree with that because a lot of times some people get intimidated by other people's gifts. Most of the time. Right? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So when that happens, you know, you be afraid to ask somebody for help. But sure. it's really important to have a mentor or sure. someone that can coach you through something. Sure. So what advice would you give somebody who's kind of like a little shy, maybe, mm-hmm. or they are intimidated by someone who's doing great things, but they know that they have the information? Man, take that chance. If they Come say on. no, then, oh, then it's no. Find somebody else. I would just keep going. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that you say is um, your network is your net worth. Absolutely. So you have built a team. You mm-hmm. have built so many great partnerships. Mm-hmm. And that fostered more income for you. Sure. So what advice would you give someone who wants to create those those relationships and how that can benefit them financially? Well, one thing that I learned was I knew where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And... Mm. The mentors that I had in court in the corporate space, they're still there, which is great, but I had moved into more of a community space, right? Yeah. So I started connecting with other community leaders and things I were doing, like community activations and just things that I wanted to do but didn't know how to do, right? Putting events together. I don't know how to put an event together. Mm-hmm. I could post it. I could tell everybody to show up. I could be there. I could host it. So, but I, but I don't know how to do that effectively, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. be successful. So I would partner with those people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I feel like if you, if you add value to a situation, maybe you don't know how to do that thing, but you add value in another way, use that as leverage when you're Ooh. coming to someone. It's like, hey, I want to learn how to do events and I want to do an event with you. I have the following, you know how to do it. Can we collaborate on it? Why would someone say no? Mm. You know? And then that's when you break down like, okay, Let's talk about how we can get, you know, put the money part together. Okay, but let's I talk about the like money. But I feel like if you leverage yourself and what you have to offer, why would a person turn that down? Mm. You know? What ways do you see the black community and business growing in L.A.? So I feel like a lot of leaders are emerging right now. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of leaders are really standing up in different spaces and they're saying, hey, like, this is what I'm doing. I want you to be a part of it. I am going to continue to highlight those voices and continue to let people know who these people are and continue to support those people. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like if we could all do that, 
man, we could get more money in the city, we could get more programs in the city, we can accomplish more, we can create more safe spaces. I mean, so much more can be done if we actually really came mm-hmm. together instead of trying to recreate the Source LA or yeah. recreate someone else's podcast. Like, Hello. collab, you know? Exactly. I, I'm really big on collaboration, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll reach out in a minute. I don't yeah. care how many years I've been in business. Sure. I will always reach out to somebody else and get some advice for something. Mm-hmm. And that's had always helped me and to grow in different areas and having such a strong sister circle and Absolutely. you know some of my close friends. Oh, I know. That's <laughs> amazing <ladies>. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, our network is so great just sure. to have women. So let's talk about camaraderie amongst women in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and how has that helped you kind of sustain and grow as well? So before this current group that I was that I'm currently in, I was in another group. And mm. this was the group like I need, I want my problems, this, that. It was like they had a problem for every solution. It was like Aww. the opposite, yeah. right? It was just like kind of draining. And now that I've transitioned into another group, it's like we have a solution for every problem. We have a resource for everything yeah. that's needed. And we also, we're always uplifting one another, you yeah. know, and showing up and supporting. And so being in that space now is a lot different. I feel like um, I can accomplish more. And I feel like when you're in a group with other women that are saying your name in rooms that you're not in or referring you, like, yeah. you know, someone goes on a podcast, for an example, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, you should meet Sharon. Sharon is amazing. Yeah. And then next thing you know, Sharon, I mean, and then it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's really important. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, we hear these stories about women can't work together mm-hmm. and there's always jealousy or there's issues and problems. That sure. I've experienced it. I'm I, not going to lie. Girl, I know some mean girls. <laughs> I know some mean girls. I know. But, you know, just changing your circle and how that can change your life just the core people that are in your life and just having that support system and working together with other women Mm -hmm. you know there's always this negative conversation that um that happens when you know you're working with women they're gonna make sure that you don't get this opportunity Mm -hmm. so do you have stories like that where you had let's share a story (laughs) I i will say this um just like you date your girlfriend or your boyfriend date Mm -hmm. your friends Date your business partners. Ooh, like and then that. what I'm learning in my current season is create boundaries. So if you have an amazing partnership going on with mm-hmm. someone, you guys are getting money together, keep it that. That's just my advice. You okay. Know? Keep Period. it that. If you have a best friend and you love that best friend and you tell that best friend everything, don't do business with them. I like that. That's how you create yeah. the boundaries to where there isn't no issues. And that's what yeah. I'm learning because I love my friends and I love people. You know, I'd be at events hugging people that I don't know. Yeah, you so, do. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> so you have to create boundaries mm-hmm. and you have to stick to your boundaries so that you, one, protect yourself yeah. and you protect your business. But um, I've had women get close to me and befriend me and we would, we do business and then it becomes a whole mess pot, you know, and it's just yeah, like, you're, right, you're invested in the business aspect, but now you don't trust this person because they yeah. didn't told your business or they're being messy and then it kind of ruins everything. Then it yeah. taints you, it changes you and then you don't want to help people anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Or other women, you know, there is a stigma about, you know, black women and how we can't work together. But the reality of it is, one, check yourself to see why you're attracting those type of people. And then two, I would say, you know, 
um, date them. Like I said, date them and really get to know them to their core. If you yeah. want to be their friend, like I said, don't do business. If you like want to do business, you know, don't be their <laughs> friend like that. <laughs> I love that too. Date your friends. Yeah. I'm going to use that now. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's some people that that's your homegirl you tell everything to. Mm-hmm. You're like, I will never go on business with you because if something happens, it's going to go left. Exactly. Yeah, I'm good on that. So yeah. I'm going to ask you, what are some keys to be successful that you can give someone? Oh, man. Um, I would say consistency. Mm-hmm. Be consistent. Um, I, I, when you get your first no, keep going. Um, yeah. When you lose your first deal, keep going. You have to be consistent. That is a part of the game. Failing is a part of the game. You will not win until you fail. Um, Another one, I would say relationship building. Get out there and build relationships. It doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. industry you're in unless you are a trader, I believe, because they just sit behind a computer, right? They they sit behind a a computer and they don't got to deal with people. Right, right, right. But for the most part in in these industries, you know, you want to be able to learn how to cultivate Mm -hmm. relationships and leverage those relationships and take take risks. Yeah. Take the risk. Those risks, man. Yeah, take that risk. I just go out there and do it. I'm not going to lie. I just, I had a conversation with my makeup artist, shout out to Delena, Mm -hmm. and I talked to her today. I was like, hey, you know, when I just go for something, I just do it. Yeah. Like, I just don't think twice because, you know, sometimes there's fear of failing. And these obstacles that we have that we put in front of ourselves to not go for something. And some of those obstacles can be crippling. Sure. It's like chains on us, and it doesn't, you know, it stops us from accomplishing the goals that we set for ourselves or we hope for ourselves. Right. I don't want to live with regrets or anything. I don't want right. to live a life where I'm older and I'm like, I wish I could have did that. Right. No, I'm just doing it. Like, if it's a passion of mine and I feel good about it, I'm going to just go for it. Sure. So have you had those times where you had, like, doubt or the fear and it was crippling and mm-hmm. you didn't go for something? Or have you always been this go-getter you are? I'm going to be honest with you. I just do it. Um, Hello. I, that's I, I am. Sometimes I, I shouldn't do that, though. I should mm-hmm. think it through. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I decided that I wanted to do this whole Airbnb thing, and I went out and bought all this furniture, and I just did all these. And it failed. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really hurt about it, you know? And I was just like, I did this wrong. I learned a lot. You yeah, know? There's absolutely. There's a lot of red tape in Los Angeles with doing the Airbnb I've if heard. you don't own the property. Yeah. And so, I mean, it worked out in the end, but it was just like I kept hitting roadblocks. And then I was like, dang, I, I got all this brand new furniture. And I just spent <laughs> all this money. And it's like, what am I going to do? Right. And of course, Chris was like, you'll be fine. You'll make it back. We'll figure it out. And yeah. we did. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more of It a happens. Just, yeah. Yeah, it happens. I'm not going to lie. But I, I think, you know, preparing is important. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you study your crap, you do your research, and you connect with people who are actually doing it, or at least actually doing it. So let's talk about that, because a lot of times we we look for advice from people, and they give you the wrong advice, and you're like, oh, I got this advice from this person, but they haven't even touched this amount of money or been in this industry before. Mm -hmm. So what is your experience with that? Because I feel like you got a story. I have several (laughs) stories, actually. So... I feel like there needs to be like a PSA out there. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of coaches that were birthed during the pandemic. There was a lot of credit repair um, specialists birthed, and there was just a lot of people that came about in this 
industry and started giving tips and wanting to do consultations and a lot of people ate that up lost a lot of money and was given the wrong advice because Ooh. these people were fairly new in their industries and that's the reason why I don't post credit repair people. I got mm -hmm. got one time by posting someone that I thought was legit, and then they were scamming people. Oh and my god! It was a horrible situation, and I I ended up posting the person on the source LA, and it was it just kind of like scarred me. Where it's just like I don't care yeah. if you're legit. I don't care if you've been doing it for ten years. I always tell people if you need to learn how to fix your credit. Go talk to a, a real someone in real estate because they yeah. want to, that sale, right? Absolutely. So they're gonna help you at no cost to get your credit in order. Free game. Absolutely. I'm. You know what? <laughs> I'm so happy you said that because in a world of all these coaches and consultants, yes. who really know what they're talking about though? Because I see it all the time, and I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And I have discussions with friends, and we like. That's a scammer. That's a scammer. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, they go to Google University mm -hmm. and they're reposting content mm -hmm. that someone else is talking about. But then once you're in that consultation, if you if you have discernment, you sure. can pick it up immediately. But other people, they are bamboozing folks out here. It's so many people that got scammed during the yes. pandemic. And I'm not laughing because it's funny. Right. I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous how many people were getting scammed and it looked like people like us. That's why I'm telling people now, like do ref ask for references, do a reference yeah. check. You know, if um, someone actually called me like a month ago about one of my business partners and was like, Hey, I heard that you work with this person. And they, they asked me a whole bunch of questions and I thought Perfect. that was really cool because I was like, more people need to do this. You know, the this person people. wanted to verify that this person does exactly what they say that they do mm -hmm. and, and, and that it was a success story with me. So I feel like when you are, even with real estate, if you yeah. are thinking about working with a real estate professional, broker, whatever, do your research and ask yeah. for references. How many homes have they sold? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what have they really done in their time? And Ooh. you'll find out. I love that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to tap in on the real estate side. I got some things going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. That's where it's at. Some things going on, y'all. Uh -oh. Um <laughs> So what are some upcoming projects that you have down the pipeline? Oh, man. Today's Friday, right? Mm -hmm. um, Sunday, we're doing an event. Ooh. And we are raising money. Some of the proceeds are going to go to prom for Dorsey. Mm -hmm. So I like to be involved with stuff like that. But yeah. it's also going to be a business mixer. There's going to be a panel. I'm going to be hosting it. So that's coming up. A okay. um, couple more podcasts. Mm -hmm. I've been asked to, hey, you should start your own podcast. And I'm like. This is true. Okay, what does Hello. that look like? <laughs> you know? I love it. Um, so maybe that mm -hmm. and, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a break. Maybe a break, <laughs> okay. And I produce podcasts. Um, okay. So what is some advice that you would give your younger self if you could? Oh, man. Some advice I would give my younger self. Um... Mm, I haven't been asked that. Little That's Roxy. Good. What would you tell Little Roxy? Um, stay focused. Mm. I wasn't focused as a young child. I was kind of like all over the place, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'll probably tell myself to stay focused and to keep going. I had a, ha a habit of starting things and not finishing it when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I do that now where I'm just like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to finish it and I'm going to be successful in it and I'm going to keep going. So that's probably yeah what I would tell myself. 
Wow. Keep going. Don't stop. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I had this um, this situation. I went to a class. It was kind of breath work class. Mm. And girl. Life changing. Girl, life changing. Mm-hmm. And the instructor, he said, what would you tell your younger self? Apologize to your younger self. Mm. Girl, I started crying. I was bawling. I was oh. in a ball on the floor. Yeah. Just let it all out. Like, yeah. that's one of the most life-changing things for me. Right. So, have you experienced breath work or I, any? My sister. Listen, when I'm having oh. a day or a moment, my, that's who I call my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course I call Chris, but I call my sister yeah. and she's really big on breath work. Really? She, like, when we first did it, I was like, what you doing? <laughs> you know? Because she's like, yeah. breathe. And right. I'm just like, I'm breathing. She's like, no, I'm No, you're not. Breathe. <laughs> right. Close your eyes. And I'm yes. just like, I'm calm right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was life changing <laughs> for me. Like, I didn't realize I wasn't breathing. Yeah. Sometimes we go through and we we're hold holding our breath, our breath yeah. and we're just like holding all this tension in our bodies. And then that comes out, you know, snapping at people, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. our headaches, our, our bodies betraying us in certain ways. Right. So like that type of work in therapy has changed my life. Mm. Yeah. So I always promote that with people like, please get into some kind of like some way to release. Sure. And black people, we got to, you know, open up our mind to other right. ways of seeking help as well right so we can have jesus in therapy y'all yes so <laughs> so i want to end this here with you telling everybody where they can find you where they can find your brands yes. and what's next for miss roxy absolutely so i can be found on the source la instagram it's the source la mm-hmm. i can also be found on facebook the source la I can also be found at my website, thesourcela.co. I can be emailed at info at the source LA, info at the source dot LA, I'm sorry. And I can also be found at Roxy Frank. That was a lot, Roxy. Yes. <laughs> was a lot. Yeah. But please follow Roxy. <laughs> and if you want to follow me at I am Myesha. And you can follow Keys to the Culture podcast the same on all social media platforms and listen to us where all podcasts are being played. So until next time, thank you guys for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. You, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today.